many downloads are we getting, Anthony? Uh, just on audio. Okay. Yeah, then people aren't doing it on Spotify. Apple. Yeah. I never go to Spotify and I'm like, oh, I got to listen to a pod. I'm like, I need to listen to sad music to play in the bathtub. That's what Spotify is for. Spotify is for, it's for sending crushes music. I've gotten a lot of playlists this month. I'll tell you that. A lot of playlists been sent my way. Am I making individual playlists for each suitor that comes my way? Hell no. I'm sending them all the exact same playlist. Because guess what? I'm not changing my music taste for guy A, guy B, guy C. All very different men. They're all listening to the same shitty music that I listen to. Is that one also recording? Whoa. Yeah, so it's winter. Um, which means everyone's horn. What? It's winter. Everyone's horny. Everyone's all horned up and I'm guilty, but I can just lose interest so quickly because I'll be like, oh, I'm so lonely. No one likes me. I'm ugly. And then all of a sudden five guys creep into the DMs, not, not strangers, like five guys I know will creep in the DMs. And I'll be like, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. And then after a week, I'm like, they all suck. They're all ugly. I'm hot. I'm beautiful. I'm successful. I'm funny. And then the role's completely reversed. But right now's a right now's a good time. It's I don't know what I'm. Anyway, things are picking up in the love department for Allie. But then it's always this weird time because everyone's horny during the holidays. And now I'm like, do I get this fool a gift? No, but guess what? All these guys are whipped on me. So I know I'm getting like five gifts and I'm going to be like, oh my God, I didn't think you were going to give me a gift. I didn't get you anything. And then we stop talking mid-January because we both burn out and we're occupied with our presents from the holidays. And then we don't need sex or love. My lips are so chapped. That's another annoying part about hooking up during the holidays is that your lips just get so chapped. And then also if the guys have facial hair, all of a sudden your chin is just the thinnest layer of skin because it's all just been like sawed off and like rubbed down. I'm like, I feel like I'm going to the Home Depot just getting, uh, what's that called? Sandpaper. And then you have a red chin for the holidays and your makeup doesn't go on your chin right because it's all scabbed over. And then it's just like a, like a, like thick. Then it gets calloused. But I do like some facial hair. So it's the, it's the price I have to pay, I guess, you know. So yeah, so the holidays are horny. I have some suitors. I have some shit to talk about. Well, not shit, but some goss to talk about texas which is only going on patreon so if you want to get me a gift for christmas get be on my patreon also oh my god okay so i have like the different levels on patreon you know there's like the broke level which if you're broke i am happy that you're doing my Patreon, you know, and then there's the like baller Patreon, $25 a month. That's a lot of money a month, but we all do a zoom hangout once a month and we just chat and normally it's all dudes. It's all these dudes and they're cool. I fuck with them and they're on my zoom hangout. So then I'm the only girl. I feel like a cam girl. I'm like, Hey guys, what's up? You know, I have my lights all set up behind me and stuff. And last month, my girl Julia, who lives in Texas, became my top, one of my top tier patrons. So she joined the Zoom hangout and I felt less alone. She was great. She was super cool. And when I was in Texas, where she happens to live, we got brunch together 
and we went to the nail salon. We had brunch. We were going to go shopping, but I didn't feel like it. So we just, um, yeah, we hung out and she was so rad. So I'm not guaranteeing that if you're on my Patreon that I'll hang out with you if I'm in your city, but it's possible, you know, there's, there's a chance. So yeah, we had a good time. And then it turns out her best friend who lives in Arizona knows my sister's husband. Small world. Crazy. Anyway, so that was exciting. And then, yeah, I don't know. I was in Texas. I did shows. I did two shows. I did one in San Antonio and one in Austin. And they were so fun. It was crazy. Sometimes I, like, get nervous. uh, Not about myself. I get more nervous about the setup, the atmosphere, the vibe, the audience, the staff. I get nervous about all the little moving parts going into it. And especially with this San Antonio gig, I was like, this is going to be a shit show because, um, so when I got the email to do the show, I got the email for this one venue called whatever. And then like down the line, I'm looking at like the ticket link and it says it's at a different venue. So I'm like, okay, the venue must've changed, but no one's told me about the venue change. And then day of gig driving to the spot early um my agent calls me and tells me that the venue has changed a third time and I'm like this isn't good there's no way this is going to be a good show also no one when I kept posting about the San Antonio show no one was like I'm going to that I can't wait to see you so I was like this is weird but everyone was like come to Dallas come to Houston so I'm like why the fuck am I going to San Antonio so then we pull up to the final the third and final destination which it really felt like a final destination movie um it was at this place called the well and it's this giant like bar restaurant barbecue spot in the middle of essentially nowhere seeming San Antonio, Texas. It was like within five minutes of a Top Golf. That's when you know the venue is not going to be great is when you can go to a Top Golf location and hit off a couple tees. It was also very close to um, a go-karting spot. Anytime I've seen a go-karting spot, it's been off the freeway at a weird place. So I'm like, okay, great. Here I am. And I think it's going to be, like, in the main dining area where, like, people are going to be, like, sitting and eating. And then, like, there's a stage for me. No, they're, like, come to the back. And I'm like, oh, boy. Every sentence a woman wants to hear, come to the back. So I go to the back and it is huge. It's a huge like dance hall, like country yeehaw. I literally felt like Johnny Cash. I was like, am I about to play Folsom Prison? It had the vibe of a folk singer going to perform there as his last wish, you know? And the wall, like the ceilings were so high up and it was so cavernous and spaced out. And I was just like... And there were already, there were two people sitting there when I got in and I got in an hour and a half early before the show. And there were already two people there hanging out. And so I have to walk past them because there's no like separate area for the green room. And I don't want to sound like a diva. I'm just saying this was the reality and it felt a little off. But then... I get there, I go into the, like, backstage area, which is very generous. It's where they store the wood for the barbecue pits. That was the backstage. And, um, and my friend Tony got there, and the host of the show, Dewey. And once I saw other comedians, I, like, felt at ease. Because that's the thing, is, like, when you go, Anthony's not even paying attention, he doesn't care. That's fine. No, it's fine. It's not for you. This podcast isn't for you. It's for the audience. That's fine. Do your thing. Take care of business. Holidays are coming up. Get your gifts. It's fine. No, it's why I brought my friend Lana because you don't pay attention to me anymore. No, it's fine. No, I'm just kidding. But it is funny when I look over to you and you're just like, 
I'm like, okay, time to tell a different story, I guess. It's funny, I did, oh my god, I haven't recorded since San Francisco. Okay, just to cut back to this really second, it reminded me, my sister, both of my sisters are big fans of mine. I don't know if they're big fans of the podcast, but they listen to it. And so when I was traveling uh, back from San Francisco with my sister over the Thanksgiving holiday, we put on my podcast and I'm like listening to it with her because I'm like, oh, I should like listen to it. She fell asleep within 10 minutes. I was like, (laughs) okay, bitch. Anyway. So what was I saying? So then I see the other comedians, Dewey and Tony, and I felt at ease and I was like, okay, here we go. Because that's like the comforting feeling is like seeing other comedians and being like, I'm with my people. And Tony, I have a crazy story with Tony. So Tony featured for me in, Tony Casillas, he featured for me in San Antonio and in Austin. And the crazy story, don't cough, the crazy story. I like that you looked at Lana to be like, do you see what this bitch says to me? I'm joking. You can cough. Just be quiet. (laughs) Anyway. What was I saying? Tony. Okay, so the crazy story with Tony. See, this is why it helps when you pay attention. I know. I'm just kidding. It's just fun to fuck with you. My sisters are, like, actually concerned that I, like, bully Anthony. And so then it made me think. I'm like, am I actually bullying Anthony? So now every time I'm like, am I bullying you? I'm not. I treat sometimes. But out of, like, like the way that friends would bully each other, I'm never, like, actually mean to you. When? You're not kidding. You said that very seriously. Okay. Okay. You're not mic'd up either, yeah. We'll bring the mic. We're gonna we're we're using your mic. We're gonna have a therapy session. Okay. okay. Oh, you would love that, wouldn't you? It would be fun. But maybe I don't wanna know what's wrong with me. Is that a problem? I don't think we have any issues and I think that if we address anything it actually might make it worse. <laughs> and that is what gaslighting is to everyone at home. Right? That would be gaslighting for sure. There's no problems. If you're if you're going to bring up problems, then there's going to be problems. Because now I'm going to be thinking about those problems that you've created to make me look like the bad guy. That's gaslighting. Anyway. that's what, So, Tony. Okay, yes. So, Tony. Crazy story. So, a couple years ago, maybe two or three years ago, I was, like, driving maybe to San Francisco. And I put on my Instagram story. I'm like... Who wants to FaceTime? This guy, Tony, DMs me. He seems like a nice dude. He's like, I'm a comedian in Texas. It would be so awesome to FaceTime. He might not have said it would be so awesome, but in my version of the story, he's like super stoked. So then I FaceTime this stranger in Texas who's an aspiring comedian like me. And um, and we FaceTimed and I'm like, dude, if I'm ever in Texas, we're going to like meet up. And so then, you know, here I am in Texas, and we finally met each other in person for the first time. And it was great. He was he was a great feature. So he opened for me in San Antonio. The show ended up being so fun. So fun. And it was all these old people. There were some young people. There were these girls who came because they saw me on Maddie Matheson's podcast. And that was beautiful, you know? You never think that doing other people's podcasts is actually, like... That's not true. That's not true. I knew doing Rogan's pod that I was going to get some heat. Anyway, so... I don't know, but you don't think that people are actually going to come out to see you because of doing a podcast, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So these cool young girls came out to see me. I love when, I love when like, cool girls who I would hang out with come to a show because I'm like, okay, they get it. They fuck with it. And I had a great time. And then the next night in Austin, I was nervous because when Tony Hinchcliffe was there, he had Ron White and Joe Rogan surprise drop-in on his shows and I'm like people are gonna expect something crazy I got nothing and 
I did try and hit up Bill Burr, who was in town, to do a drop-in, like, surprise set. Obviously, it didn't happen, but that would have been sick. Anyway, the crowd was so great. No drop-ins necessary. They went crazy. I got on stage. I was like, is Joe Rogan here? Like, do they think that... Do I look like Joe? Because this is crazy. It was, like, like, unlike any other show I had ever done, it was so tight. Best feeling in the whole world. And then the whole, like, the whole thing was just great. And then, yeah, I don't know. I had a great time. I was going to be in Texas for longer, but then I have some big stuff this week that I have to do. The cats are getting rescued, finally. Hopefully, we'll see. And then NCIS is filming outside of my house. That's right. My house is going to be on TV because I have a house that looks good for murder, and so I have to do all this stuff. I thought it was going to be easy. I thought they were just going to film in front of my house. I get to be inside eating or something. And now I have to get like three COVID tests. And maybe two. I have to be like a site rep and like communicate, whatever. I hope they murder me at the end of it, you know. That'd be pretty tight. So, anyway, I came home early, and this is going to be just for Patreon. This is more about Texas, just for Patreon. Enough with that Patreon part. Back to the other stuff. So, now I'm back home. I need to do Christmas shopping, because at this point, it's too late to order gifts online. Right? I feel like it's cutting it close, It's cutting it a little bit close. And everyone's like, don't shop on Amazon. Support small business. And the more I believe in that and want to not support Amazon, the closer it gets to relying on Amazon, you know? And and now, I mean, in LA, it's almost like they want you to support Daddy Bezos because, I mean, his last name sounds way too close to kisses, and that is not a man I want to kiss. Uh, but in LA, everything's closed down, so it's like, okay, Bezos, you win again. He's probably controlling the politics out here. Probably, I mean, in some way, he probably influences them big time with money. He's like, you guys need to go on a second lockdown. COVID cases are looking bad, and Amazon sales need to go up. So, then people are, yeah, whatever. Anyway, oh my god, I'm saying, ugh. I said anyway like five times already. Now I notice when I say these things repeatedly because people comment. They're like, oh, take a shot every time Allie says dumb bitch or whatever. And guess what? I'm saying a lot of it. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. This isn't a podcast for the smartest people. It's for me and people who like me. And I'm sure the people who like me repeat a lot of words like, like, like. And yeah. And, um, anyway, I'm getting, I have a cold, I have a cold, I don't have COVID, but the amount of times I Googled difference between cold and COVID through the roof. And I'm like, oh great, now I have to be the person who does all these fun shows in Texas and then looks like a real bozo coming back being like, so such a good time this weekend, but bad news. But I'm going to keep getting tested. It's just a cold. But then the more I say that, the more I sound like it's not a cold and I sound like a person who's just done something bad and is like trying to hide what they've done. But it is a cold because I'm sneezing. Okay, people with COVID, don't sneeze. You're never going to say bless you to someone with COVID, okay? I got to sneeze, and that's the big thing that is the game changer. I also feel fine. I can breathe perfectly. No, but it is a cold. It's cold season. That's what sucks. It's horny season. It's cold season. It's COVID season. And it's last-minute Amazon gift season. One time, oh, my God, I was just telling my friend, like, two Christmases ago was the worst Christmas. So embarrassing. I dropped the ball big time. This is a warning. Whatever you're doing, stop what you're doing. Get gifts now. Get any gift. It's better than what I did two years ago. 
two years ago, me and my family did a secret Santa. And I got my oldest sister as my as my person to get gifts for. And she's the one who, like, goes all out for gifts. She Great rapper, you know. Like, the whole pre- package, presentation, everything is great. And now me, the youngest, the one whose biggest responsibility for the holidays is just showing up, is supposed to give her the gifts. I don't know what I was doing, but apparently I was pretty busy. And... Somehow, I also forgot that I was supposed to get people gifts, you know? So the morning of, I'm realizing I got nothing. Nothing. Not one gift. So I just start getting her all these gift cards online. I'm like, what's your email again? She's like, where's my gifts? I'm like, check your email. Woo! Got her, like, blow bar appointment, like, gift cards to get her hair blown out. She doesn't even go there. I got her, like, Chili's gift cards. Oh, my God. It was so bad. I felt... I felt awful. There's no way you can feel good after that. Is this really gross? Like, just rubbing my nose. There's no way you can feel like a good person after dropping the ball that hard. Like, even a nice, beautiful, handwritten card would have been better than what I did. So, then last year, we did Secret Santa again. And I think I did a pretty decent job. Yeah, but then there was a whole snafu where my sister's fiance didn't read my email to him saying what I got her and he got her the same stuff, but she had opened his first. So by the time that I finally, my redemption, last year was my redemption year. I was like, I'm finally getting gifts. I went over the budget for Secret Santa. I got almost everything on her list. So did her fucking fiance. And she already saw those gifts. So by the time I give them to her, she's like, oh. Oh, I was heated. This year, no secret Santa. We're giving everyone gifts. And hopefully, I think think I'll be fine. I hate having like a runny nose when your nose just gets all worn out feels like you've been masturbating your nose for too long you know when you masturbate too much and all of a sudden you're like do I even have a vagina like I'm pretty sure I'm a Barbie doll at this point there's nothing there that's how I feel with my nose but less pleasure I also finally watched Emily in Paris did you see it okay well then I won't get into it but watch Emily in Paris a lot of people were like shitting on it because it's really corny and like everything just works out for fucking Emily but it's a cute show It's a feel-good show. I don't know where I was going with that, really. Oh, and then I watched... I watched um, Aubrey Plaza's new movie called um, Black Bear. It's only on, like, Apple TV or something. Get it. It's weird. It's good. It's freaky. It's kind of funny. It's out there. And I like it. What else can I say? Well, How much time have we been doing? Here's the thing. I feel like I haven't. Been, I need to do more time, and I don't think I've done enough. Thirty-five minutes, but minus. Oh, minus all the stuff. Okay. Wow. Okay. Crazy. You know, it's a crazy. I was taking a bath last night, and it made me remember. There's something different about a wet fart. A moist fart. It's something about the chemicals in a fart mixing with water or moisture. Potent. Like awful. But I can't get enough of it. I love I love my own fart. Yeah. My own wet fart. I don't like the, the wet ones are nasty. I still take them in. Get a good whiff of it. But I don't like it. I prefer a dry fart. Like in the bedroom, under your sweatpants, under the covers, getting a little whiff of that. But when it's so bare, when you're naked in the shower and you do a little toot, that feels like terrorism. (laughs) That is a domestic act of terrorism. It's just crazy that your body's just like, we got this in you, you know. 
And then I was watching a TikTok and there's there's this guy who like gives very helpful knowledge behind things and someone asked what the difference is between like a burp or a fart or like how your body releases gas either as a burp or a fart like what's the deciding factor something about when you when you eat food there's gas particles in food not like fart gas particles but there's like bubbles in food so when you're eating or ingesting something that's going to come out as a burp and then your butt's not sucking in particles Maybe it is. I forget. I didn't really watch the TikTok that closely. This is why... God. But yeah, I don't know. There's Then there's something... Oh, then there's different particles in like food and gas that digests. And that's what goes into your belly and then goes out of your booty. So there's different types of particles everywhere. That was the gist of it. Anyway, so yeah. I took a nice bath. I want to get bath bombs. I want to get more bath stuff. Um, what else? What were we just talking about? Farts. Farts, snot, handkerchiefs. Handkerchiefs making a comeback in 2021. Aubrey Plaza. Here's the thing. I was watching an Aubrey Plaza flick with a guy. And people... Maybe I'm wrong. But people... Comp- I don't like saying... Nope. Take this out. Take this out. Nope. This isn't going on the podcast because it sounds bad. But sometimes people compare me to Aubrey Plaza. Is that wrong? As far as vibe? Yes, the vibe. I don't look like her, but I think it's because when I'm performing or sometimes in conversation, I talk kind of monotone. She talks kind of monotone. And then I think there's this thing about... She's the type of, like, girl that I think people portray her as being, like, a girl who says anything that, like, girls don't normally say that. And I just talked about wet farts, and so people are like, she's quirky, she's different, I gotta marry her, or whatever, you know? And it's this, it's, I don't think, I don't think that I'm like Aubrey Plaza. I think I, I think me as a person and Aubrey as a person creates this weird thing in a guy's brain that's, like, she's different. So it's not me at all. It's just something that I do and that she does that has a weird chemical effect on a guy's brain of like, this is my dream girl, but not because she's like a hot model or smart, but because she's weird. Yeah, she's weird. She'll be fun to have around. You never know what she's going to do. I'm not that exciting, you know? I love being a thirst trap, though. I hate it, and I love it. You know, it's a double-edged sword. You know, like on Instagram, all the comments. Crazy comments. And I'm like, do I just lean into this and let it happen, or do I try and change anything? I don't think I can. I think I just keep rolling with it. Right? Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. This is for Patreon. He's not a. This is for Patreon. He's not a construction worker. He works with the construction materials. I think I could be wrong. He also makes art. But on the last day I was there. So then I booked my flight for the day after the show. And I was like, oh, I got the flight back home. He's like, what time is the flight? And I'm like, four, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go out and um, work on some stuff. So this is it. He's like, do you like snuggling? I was like, what is that? What? Why would you ask me that? I was like, no, I don't like it. I'm lying. I do love snuggling. I love being Big Spoon. I love being Little Spoon. It depends who I'm with, to be honest. Some people aren't as good at cuddling as I would like. But, yeah. And I was just like, I don't know. No. And then I was like, bye. Thanks for having me in your home. That's it for Patreon. Cuddling and snuggling. I don't know if there is a difference. Um, I feel like snuggling is more... 
One of them's more sexual. I'm not sure which one. There's one that definitely takes place after sex. I think snuggling. Snuggling, sex. Snuggling's like a sensual act of like caressing. Cuddling is more like I'll, I'll cuddle with my sisters. But I also snuggle with my sisters. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they're that different. This is going to be a weird choppy episode. But I want to keep the snuggling in for everyone. So good luck with this editing process, baby. Yeah, just like chop, 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 chop. Like a lot of like cut takes. Yeah, I don't know. I like I like a cuddle, but the but it's always hard because I like if if I'm cuddling here's the thing. I like cuddling until it's bedtime. When it's bedtime, let me spread out, get the fuck off of me. I'm trying to air out this wop in my sleep. It needs ventilation at night. And I like to just do all kinds of positions when I'm sleeping. I also, I, my last boyfriend who I did my podcast with, that was a great episode in my opinion, if you want to go back. He, he pointed something out to me that I think about often. Every time I'm going to bed with someone and just alone, I think about this. He's like, he's like, you always make these like tiny different positions like different like moves like different changes in your body position before you go to bed and it's really annoying and I do like before bed I'll be like laying in one position then like I'll move one arm slightly over and then I'll move my head over and then I'll move another arm over and then I'll move my leg and then I'll move my butt and I just make all these tiny different moves to get in like the perfect position to sleep in and so when I'm with a guy Especially early on hanging out with someone, you have to, like, pretend that you're just a mannequin. Like, you're just a tiny little weightless body next to them. And you're just stuck, stiff, staring. Like, (laughs) and you're just hoping they fall asleep quick and that their body is fully in REM sleep so you can just, like, finally move. God forbid you move with a guy next to you. How unattractive is it to be a woman moving in her sleep? But now, this is the beauty. I think this is what's nice about being a young young whore. Because I got my whoring out senior year of high school and in college and, like, Maybe up until like three years ago. I got a lot of good whoring out. You know, I was hooking up with people left and right. No questions asked. And I'm doing all the cute stuff that I think I'm supposed to do around a guy. And like, you know, not breathing too heavy. You know, you're like up against their chest, like baiting your breath. You're like, <laughs> like blowing the air out of a small vent in your mouth so it doesn't make their body too warm. At this point... Guys don't care, and I talk about this a lot. They do care. They'll talk about how they care around their bro friends. They'll be like, "Uh uh-huh, that girl was like... They don't care. You're still at their place. So while you're at their place, do what you want to do, and if you get invited over again, great. Great. Keep doing you. If you don't get invited, who cares? At least you can breathe freely with an open mouth. Jesus Christ. So that's something that I've learned. I don't need to be so small and so fragile and so precious. If I'm not going to be farting in their bed. I'm holding in the farts. That's something that I will hold in. Well, actually, sometimes I'll like let one sneak out, you know, like a sneaky fart. But you have to be careful about that and be wise. But that's more courteous than it is just me being a person. There's certain things that are courteous and there's certain things that were that we're taught that we should be doing as women around men that don't need to be done. We can breathe heavily if we, if that's what we do. Wow. So yeah. How did I get there? Farting? No. Cuddling? Snuggling? Yeah, it's just confusing. It's hard. It's hard to get comfortable when your someone's body is on you. So, yeah, I like cuddling up until night-night time. 
and then I'll throw an elbow. Get off of me. I want to be comfortable. And then you think it's going to be different. Like if you've been hanging out with a guy and you're at their place all the time, you know, you're not familiar with that landscape and you think it's going to be different if they spend the night at at your place. No, it's even worse because that's your sacred place where you feel the most comfortable. All of a sudden you got this testosterone in your bed and you're like, this isn't supposed to be here. Not in my house. So anyway, yeah, I do like a little snuggle and I like, you know what I like? You know, what's so nice. Oh, this is a good feeling. This is a good feeling when you're with someone that you're hooking up with and you're standing up and you're talking and uh, all of a sudden you just, you go in for a nice little hug, a stand-up hug, a stand-up snuggle, a standing cuddle. It's a snuggie. That's a snuggie, but personified. I love that feeling when you're like, you're looking at them and you're talking and all of a sudden you're like, I just want a little hug, please. Oh, it's a beautiful feeling. That's not love because I haven't felt love, but that's close to it. That's a good feeling. Yeah, that's a nice feeling. Okay. I asked people what were you going to say something? Oh. Top golf. That's right. I did my very first top golf. Are you a golfer? No. Me neither. Oh, and this is funny. This is funny. If you're skipping to the funny part of the pod, this is a good one. So my dad's a golfer. You all know Larry. You love him. He's a great guy. Weird guy. Interesting guy. But a good guy, nonetheless. Decent, I'd say. Maybe not good. He's not the best. He litters. He... I'm surprised he pays his taxes. I think I might still be a dependent on his taxes. So I'm not going to say he's a good guy, but he's decent, you know. When it matters, he's good. Um, he He's a golfer, and I grew up near a golf course, so he would always be golfing. Men be golfing. Larry be golfing. So I wanted to connect with my dad. I think that's why... Uh, I seek stand-up for validation and relationships for validation because I was constantly looking for some sort of approval and love from my dad. Not that he doesn't love me, but he doesn't... He's a dad. Dads are just dudes who have kids. They don't change. There's something biological that changes to women. We have the capacity to love and feel feel empathetic and open our hearts and change who we are once we have kids men they just pop they just jizz and they're like on to the next you know it doesn't affect them in the same way so there's dads who have kids who are just like yeah but I'm still a bro at the end of the day they're more of a bro than they are a dad does that make sense yes so my dad was golfing and I was like, I want to connect, you know, I had a colonoscopy in ninth grade to bond with my father. Did I need it? No, but he had one and we could relate about that. So I had one. So I tried to golf with my dad. We went to the driving range or just shooting, shooting balls, me and my dad shooting balls. And, um, and he was like trying to show me how to sh- drive a, g- a golf ball. And there's this old guy, not my dad's friend, just an old guy driving the balls a couple lanes down. My dad's like, yeah, you show her. So I have this old crusty man behind me showing me how to drive a ball. Obviously that traumatized me on a deep level because when I got to top golf, my body remembered the exact position that man taught me. I was like trauma taught, you know? It never left my body. I'm just picturing him right behind me. And I was good. Did it help? Yes. Was it disturbing when it happened when I was in middle school? Absolutely. But I got to flex on Instagram. I was good. But I will be honest. There were a lot of videos of me completely missing the ball (laughs) that I did not post. But there were a couple good ones that I got to post. But yeah, there were so many where I'm just like, I'm like Babe Ruth. I'm not even playing the same sport of golf, you know. Um, but it was super fun. I like top golf. I'm into it. I'd go again. Okay. Now to the questions. People kept asking me when I was in Texas, are you going to move to Texas? No. Hell no. 
I'm not going to Texas. I'm staying right here. I'll go back there for sure, but I'm not moving. It's not the time to move for me. I'm having a great time in LA with the homeless. Should eating only the cream from Oreos be illegal? No, that's the best part. I love that stuff. I saw a hack, a little life hack video. Um, you can put a fork in the middle of the Oreo and dunk it into milk. And that way you don't get your little nuggets, your little finger digits all soaked up in the milk. And you don't have it all fallen. You just eat it. It's genius. How do people come up with this stuff? People are so smart. Like life hack people. Wow. Different breed. Okay. What kind of guys do you date? Dumb ones. That's at the top for sure. I have a lot of dummies in my roster. Um, no, that's not true. Well, you only realize they're dumb after because you have a negative experience. You know, I don't know if necessarily they're all dumb or if that's just my personal takeaway from the relationship with them. I date all kinds of guys. I like thick guys. I like skinny guys. can't say that cut that out because they're gonna you have to make sure that the video on that is blurred we can't have an annie letterman nip slip because there was something that was blurred out from another episode and someone was like oh i know exactly who she's talking about i don't know it doesn't matter it wasn't that big of a deal but people are really they become investigators when they want to know something What kind of guys do I, I don't know. Guys who are interested, but not too interested. Interested, Because the funny thing is. Is this Patreon? Are we going back to Patreon right now? Are you going to kill me? Okay. Patreon only. Okay. That's the end of the Patreon. And now I'm on Tinder and Raya. So I'm getting a lot of messages on there, but it's hard because I feel like the guys who I'm attracted to on dating apps aren't the guys that I'd be attracted to in real life from talking to them. Because you're only seeing the visual aspect, and I think I'm more of a energy, vibe type of person. I definitely think personality overlooks any day. I'll be with the ugliest person. If they're charming and they're, like, funny and, you know, whatever, 100% I'm going with that, dude. Um, Someone said, am I going to stay in California during the lockdown or am I going to Texas? I'm staying here. No more questions about that. What? Some of these questions, I'm like, what is this? What's on my Christmas wish list? AirPods. I don't have AirPods. I need to get AirPods. I also had an iPad or a uh, computer, like a laptop on my Christmas wish list. That's kind of a crazy ask for my sisters or my parents to get me. And then I realized that's a write-off, baby. I'm getting that for myself. I'm putting it on the credit card, which... I don't have it. I tried to buy it before recording this podcast and my credit card, I hit the limit already. So I got to wait until, when do you get more? Is it a month? Do you have to wait a month or do you have to wait until you pay it off? I don't know. Request an, okay, higher amount. So I'm going to get myself, I just paid it off because I was like, I'm going to pay some of it off. I could... I could pay the whole thing, but I heard on TikTok that if you pay some of it off first and then the rest of it off when it's due, then it's better for your credit. I'm learning a lot on TikTok. Gas coming out of your mouth and your ass. Credit. I If you don't have TikTok already, you should get on it. So I paid off half of it just now, and then I'm going to wait until the day before it's due or on the due date. Does it make a difference? Whatever. I'm going to pay the rest of it off then. But then, yeah, I need to request more. Because, yeah, even with, I think I only get 1500 
on my credit card and the computers are so expensive. It's almost 2000 bucks. And then you have to add the connector, the cable for this and that. Oh my God, Steve Jobs. I don't want to say I'm glad you're dead, but karma? No, that's mean. That's bad. RIP to a legend. You changed the game. But that's fucked. It's not him, you know. It's the Apple people. The people working in the offices. All his little henchmen. Okay. I hate when I talk shit about Steve Jobs. It's so un... I don't want to get cancelled for talking shit about Steve Jobs. Fuck it. Don't say that. Who's the new guy? No, the Steve Jobs, Tim Cook. Yeah. Tim cooking up a lot of debt for me this year. <laughs> What's one podcast I want to be on the most? I really want to be on your mom's house. I really want to be on, I was just thinking about this. There's someone's podcast who I was like, damn, I want to be on that podcast. But I forget. What song will be played at your funeral? Better off alone, Alice DJ. Do you think you're better off alone? That's gonna be every every one of my side piece hoes who cut it off with me. And then I die, and then they're like, damn, I really lost a good one. I think, I genuinely think, like, if I had, like, a sad early death for some reason, like, if I didn't die of old age naturally, I would want my funeral to be, like, a big, silly, haha joke, you know? Because that's too sad if you die too soon. You gotta put some light into that situation. You can't just grieve normally, like, a tragic death. Every funeral I go to, I want to laugh. I want to dance. I want to have a good time. It's always, yeah, funerals are too sad. But I do like a sad cry at a funeral. It feels so cathartic. But then it's like, let's have a party too. I want some good food at the funeral. I want lots of snacks, a lot of dipping foods, like hummus. Oh, seven layer bean dip has to be at my funeral. I love a seven-layer bean dip queso. Now that I went to Texas, we got to have queso. Ooh, fried pickles? Why not? Let's do, like, kind of a theme here. Ribs. Ribs at a funeral so funny. Could you imagine? There's an open casket, too. And then I'm just... <laughs> and my dad's in the back yelling, There better be meat. There better be no meat on those bones. It's a waste. Don't waste the ribs. Have ever waxed my eyebrows? Yes. Oh my God. People are so stupid. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. But I keep them thick. That's the thing. You wax them, but gently. I like my thick brow. Um, okay. How do you deal with knowing you may stay sober your whole life? God, you make it sound awful. How do you deal with that? How do you even live knowing that you've been sober as long as you have up until this point? How are you not dead? Um, how do I deal with knowing that I might stay sober my whole life? Well, um, it's not. I didn't sign a contract to stay sober. So I always have the option on the table. If I want to get wild and crazy, I can. I have complete free will. However, I do know that the feeling of fun for me is very fleeting and um and the 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 way that I wake up after drinking makes me feel so miserable and sad about myself and life that I just would rather stay sober and find ways to have fun that aren't from partying. I still party. I still go like I I still go to clubs. Even during Rona times. Um, 
So I still like do shit that I would normally do when I'm drunk. I just don't say embarrassing things or do embarrassing things or hook up with embarrassing people or wake up feeling like garbage. So that's how I deal with that. What's my favorite thing about Texas? Oh, um, I like all the, I, I mean, this is such a boring answer, but I do like all the food. I feel like it's stuff that I that we have over here. Like, there's a lot of, like, knockoff Texas food out here and stuff. Or, like, even just breakfast burritos. The ones in Texas, they're, like, smaller and cuter. And I feel like they're, they fill you up. And I feel like they're just really yummy. And I feel like out here, I just, like, overdo the... Like, the food can get overdone. I don't know. That's such a boring answer. But I really like that. What else do I like about Texas? Oh, I like that it's so big. And, like, in my show in San Antonio, there was, like, straight up a legitimate cowboy. He was wearing a cowboy hat, cowboy boots. He, like, his son is, like, a wrangler, like a lasso kind of guy. Like, that's, like, a real American, like, cowboy. And then you go into the city and there's, like, a cool new pop-up boutique for burgers that are cooked at, you know... You have all kinds of things. That's it. What's the hardest I've ever laughed? Hmm. Oh, recently with my sisters. Normally when me and my sisters get together for long periods of time, we just like get to this weird place where our humor gets completely ruined and we'll just laugh at the stupidest stuff. And because they're your sisters, like... Like, the jokes are just so deep because you have your entire life of, like, referencing whatever they're talking about and trauma together, you know? Like, light traumas. But it makes any joke so much better because there's so much more context. So probably when I was FaceTiming them. Is there any chance of more Ally Mac t-shirts becoming available? No. Allie Mac is not my girlfriend t-shirts are not coming back ever. But I am going to be making more merch. Sweatpants? Yes. New t-shirts? Yes. Some other things that other people aren't doing? Yes. I have such a good idea, Anthony. So, yeah. Um... Yeah, see, someone said, am I being catfished or are you on Hinge? If so, want to walk around the reservoir? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I'm on Hinge. I'm on Tinder. I'm surprised uh, at how many people straight up will be like, damn, I really like your stand-up. I'm like, play it cool. Play it cool, buddy. What's it like not having to check your banking account before filling up your gas tank? Funny you should ask, because right before this podcast, when I was going to check to pay off my credit card, I literally had a moment of like, like opening the app like this, like just, just with like one eye open and having the phone super far away. No, I'm not. I still check my bank account, not for gas. Here's the thing. I'm kind of risky. Like, um, like, if I'm scared I don't have enough money, I'm like, I might as well just blow it all on gas and let the tank decide for me. I'd rather fill up the tank than check my bank account. But I did check my bank account, and I'm fine. Which also scares me, because I'm like, I'm... I almost think it's fraudulent, like, someone put money into my account. Because I haven't really been doing anything. But, blessed... Thoughts on Kevin Hart, be honest. He's not my favorite comedian, but I like his hustle. That's all the thoughts I have about him. He works hard. It's probably because he's short, you know? It's like that short mentality. Or maybe not. I don't know what drives him. Every episode, I'm like, I'm going to get canceled for some dumb thing. Not, no one's going to cancel me because I called Kevin Hart short. I just get scared. People will cancel you for anything. Right? It feels that way sometimes. You watch some stuff and you're like, really? That's what you're going to put your, like, that's what you're going to really throw your back into is trying to cancel someone over that? What's my guilty pleasure song? Let me pop up my Spotify and see what I've been listening to lately. 
Oh, you know what? Recently, my guilty pleasure, like Taylor Swift first album, like Picture to Burn, our song. Our song is Live Street North. That's been some good guilty pleasure stuff. Yeah. Do I like soup? Hell yes. What's my favorite soup? Matzo ball. Someone said, is chili considered soup? That's a great question. I'm going to go with yes, and I love it. <gasps> Someone said, have you ever told a stranger they had bad breath? That's tough. Because I know some people who do have bad breath, and I don't know how to tell them. That's so personal. That's like being like, you got a loose pussy, you know? Like, that's like personal. Because maybe it's something that... But, yeah, I don't know. Because gum can only go so long. That's a temporary fix. When it's someone that you know who has bad breath, you go, hey, are you brushing? Is there something wrong with your mouth? I don't think I've ever told... I probably... I'm sure I have told someone they've had bad breath at some point. But how do you do that? Maybe it's one of those things you just got to deal with. Yeah, you either just have to like be forward and say like, look, your breath kind of isn't it's Here's how you say it. You go, you know, you seem like a really cool dude. You seem like a great guy. And I'm sure that you just seem like the guy who takes care of themselves. And so there's one thing that's just kind of throwing me off with this whole you is your breath's a little bit off and you don't seem like the type of person who would have off breath. So maybe it's just today. I don't know. Think about it. But yeah, just consider brushing longer, different charcoal. If you use charcoal toothpaste, throw it in the trash, burn it, burn it. It's fake and it doesn't work and it's not helpful. And your mouth just looks like you ate gravel. It's so disgusting. And then your toothbrush is all dark. And, like, every, your, you, the rims of your mouth are all, like, dark. It's Use Crest. Use Colgate. I learned in Spanish in high school. My Spanish teacher said Colgate in Spanish means kill yourself. Colgate. And I think about it. And it honestly deters me from buying Colgate. Sometimes I still will, but that dark piece of knowledge just creeps in my brain. Why would she tell a high school class that? Colgate. Kill yourself. That's dark. Crest. I gotta go with crest, you know? And then my high school English teacher, she also taught, like, some, like... She was one of those English teachers who's, like, a fairy, you know? Like, she taught, like, a fairy class or something. English teachers can do anything. She taught our class that orgasm in French means little death. And then I was watching Emily in Paris and they talked about that. Little death, orgasm. That's why when you're middo, you're like, ah, or whatever. I don't, wouldn't know, but um, from what I've seen in movies and films, it does look like you're having a little, little death. Let me tell you, it doesn't feel that way. Feels like a little cold gate. <laughs> Is that a clip? That might be a clip. Tom. Someone asked me if I actually listen to Fish and Grateful Dead or do I just wear the shirts? I've been called out. Here's the thing. I do listen to Fish and I do listen to Grateful Dead. It's not on my like everyday playlist, but it is a vibe that I like and I enjoy when I'm feeling in a dead mood or fish mood. But mostly I do love the merch. Big fan of the products, but I also like the music. Someone said, can a Republican be a genuinely good person? Yes. I don't like that people have divided politics into, like, eth that's not the right way to say it. As, I think it's so, I think, I think it's a bad person mindset to target someone as a whole for one thing. 
Because here's the thing. If you, if you, let's just put a hypothetical out there. Say there's, say, let's play pretend and say Republicans are for, well, no, I don't, that's not even a good example. Let's just say, uh, there's a political party, either Democrat or Republican, either one. And one of the parties is for, um, killing people just for fun, just sport killing of people. If you support that, that's bad. Also, that party... Well, see, fuck, I always contradict myself. Because I'm like, well, then, say it's the Democrats who are pro-killing people just for fun. Then why would you want to support Democrats? But I'm sure there's, like... I guess that's just a bad example. Because there's certain policies that... Both, I don't know. It's hard. I don't think that anyone should be judged just for their political preferences. However, if someone supports an ideology that I think goes against my values and my morals, then I would have a conflict with them over that. Do I think that they're an evil person because we disagree about something that I think is potentially a basic human right and they think is normal or okay? Then... I don't know. Don't ask me tough questions. That's not funny. (laughs) Don't ask hard questions. I don't know. That's a hard question. To answer that specific question, can a Republican be a genuinely good person? Yes. Can Can a Democrat be a genuinely bad person? Yes. We're not just political. That's the problem is that people are taking politics to such an extreme of how we are almost as if it's like in our blood to be a political party when it's not there. I can have Republican views and be a Democrat or have Democrat views and be a Republican or not be either and be a fucking green party peace, whatever Joe Jorgensen stan, you know, like there's so many things. And I think we put too much emphasis on, politicians and them as an overarching thing instead of looking at smaller issues that we can take on ourselves like did you watch Dave Chappelle's David Letterman thing David Letterman's show on Netflix uh my next guest or whatever Dave Chappelle's episode is so good because he kind of talks about what he does for his own community in Ohio And I just thought that it was like so beautiful and such a great way of looking at it. It's like, what can I do to impact the environment around me the way that I want it to look like? If I have an issue with homelessness, how can I help in my community with the homelessness crisis rather than being like, well, the Republicans think this way about homelessness and the Democrats think this way about homelessness. It's like, why don't I do something that I can do about it? And, you know, also... Another good viewing, which isn't really political, but it just kind of shows that all politics are corrupt and the government is corrupt and technology is corrupt. Not the fucking social dilemma. The Snowden movie with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh my God, because I'm all, I even said it on Rogan's podcast. I'm like, did I? Or maybe I think I did. Whenever people are like, Oh, I don't care if the government's watching my stuff. I have nothing to hide. Like, who cares? Oh, they want to see, like, a bathing suit picture of me in 2012? Go for it. But it's more than that. It's the fact that they are abusing this power. It talks about it better in the movie. I can't really elaborate on it. But it did make me realize. It's like, yeah, they have no business being in my information. Because I have nothing to hide. Even more so. They shouldn't be because they can access your camera without it going green or turning on or whatever. Sometimes I keep it on in the bathroom, you know, just to be like, that's it. If I'm looking good, though. Someone asked if I eat ass. It's not like my thing. Guys don't like hit me up being like, Ali will take care of this. Um, I would if I was in love. I'm not doing it with strangers off, like, Tinder or Hinge. I'm not just going to be like, let me see that ass. I think that's, like, that's more of an intimate, personal... You got to be deep in the 
relationship to get deep in the butt, you know? Yeah. What does the average day in the life look like for a comedian? And then I'll, I'll end it with that. Here's an average day in the life of a stand-up comedian during COVID. I don't set an alarm in the morning. That's how I start. Because I don't have really dark shades in my room, so it does get pretty bright. So I'm not going to sleep in that long. But if I'm not doing anything the next day... I'm not going to set an alarm because I don't want to be, I don't want to be mad at myself in the morning. I'll wake up when I want to. Then I'll probably sit in bed for like an hour. I'm not saying this is a good schedule. I don't want people to get the impression that this is a great way to do things. But I'll sit in bed for about an hour, maybe two hours. Check up on Instagram. Check up on TikTok. Check up on emails. See what I have to do. Text my friends. Text my family. Then I'll figure out what I need to do that day, little errands to run. Then maybe I'll do that. I'll go out for food. Maybe I'll skate if I feel like it. And then... That's it. That's really it. There's not much. I guess it's really just day to day. There's not like a... I don't have a schedule, which might be good to do, but... It's COVID times. Anything goes. There's also... Yeah, I don't know. I've been... Yeah, I think that's it. Just eating a lot. I love to eat. Love to go on Instagram. That's it. That's the life of a comedian. You kind of do whatever you want until you need to do something. And then you get your shit together and you show up for whatever it is you need to do. Ride a little bit. Not really. But kind of, you just kind of like, well, I guess the, like for me, the writing comes from the activities, you know, like when I'm talking to my sisters on FaceTime, I'll realize that I said something funny that's not just a FaceTime funny combo. It's like an actual funny thing. Or I'll hang out with my friends or text my friends and realize that like the relationships that we're in are very similar and oh, maybe if it's similar and weird, then I can talk about that on stage and like more people will relate to that weird experience, you know? So that's it. I've had a crazy week. I'm excited. The holidays are coming up. Big food time. Ooh, my mom makes these potatoes with cornflakes on them. So good. I think it's called funeral potatoes. For real, because you're going to have a heart attack after. And then you're playing Better Off Alone by Alice DJ. Do you think you're better off alone? That's it. Right? How much time? That was good. That was good. Okay. I'll be back next week with another episode. Why did I end it like that? God damn it. I always do something goofy. Okay. Oh. Oh, this is how I'm going to end it. Like this video. Subscribe to my YouTube Check out my Patreon. Comment. I like reading the comments. That's what I do. I wake up in the morning. I read the YouTube comments. Some of them are so funny. And then rate and review on iTunes. Yeah, that's it. Okay, bye.